With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. If you're looking for more pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. All American Giant clothing is created with a commitment to doing things better. From the materials they use down to the last stitch in every piece. And everything is made right here in America, in partnership with people and communities. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll appreciate as soon as you receive your order. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code LT23. Welcome to another podcast from Gallagher Shots. My name is Emil Franchi, joined today by Andy Burnham. Hello, everyone. It's the South Durham contingent mags here, <laughs> uh, back again to preview some football matches, Andy. I, I can't believe it. I, I thought I'd be sick of talking about Newcastle today, but it'd be nice to actually talk about football and not... 125-page legal reports. I was going to say, yeah, when we would have been in the midst of the uh, Euros, we are instead talking about the end of the Premier League, the extension of the season, which we've finally got round to again. Uh, no matter which way you look at it, football is back, and I think it's a relief for a lot of people. However, uh, before the lockdown, Andy, we did a little preview, didn't we? Yeah, and only one of those 10 games we previewed actually happened in the end. And I think and it we was... Got it, and we got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, we got it wrong, which we'll get on to. But it was quite strange, isn't it? I think in that podcast we actually said we, we were contemplating the idea of games behind closed doors. Um, yeah. We were worried about what might happen. Um, we didn't know 
what the scale of coronavirus was going to be like, but um, now we do, and it's hell. Um, so good night, yeah. everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you said the end of the Premier League, I thought you were going to say the end of the world because that would have probably been quite apt as well. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I remember the, the Sheffield United game was touch and go, wasn't it? Which is obviously the first game we'll come to where they'd just done the first big lockdown speech and then the Premier League just said, right, let's crack on as normal then. And everyone was a bit like, eh. So obviously, I think it was the day before the game was meant to happen, wasn't it, that they cancelled it all? Definitely, definitely was, wasn't it? I think it was because we. I think we were talking about the games before that Champions League game took place between Liverpool uh, and Atletico, <laughs> and then it just kind of spiralled out of control. Basically, thank you, Mikel Arteta, for catching it. No, not that I would wish it on anyone, but I think that that was kind of the straw that broke oh, yeah. the camel's back with that one. But um, yeah, Southampton, we did get. We had one game. It was an away game. Um, I think most Newcastle fans will remember this one as being a really uncomfortable game to watch because we dominated, we got the red card, we got a penalty, uh, we missed the penalty, their keeper was having a field day, the fans were getting on the referee's back, VAR was out in force, it just had everything that this season's had in one game. Yeah, it was pretty squeaky bum time that game, wasn't it? <laughs> Probably a game that sums up most of the games under Bruce this year. Yeah. But like with many things, St. Maximin delivered which is probably, yeah. we're um, going to get onto this, but he's going to be, it's going to be things like that that are going to get us through at the end of the season, I think. Definitely, definitely a full full fit team. Um, but yeah, that, that game was a 1-0 win. We did predict a 1-1. I don't think we should be too harsh on ourselves for that one because it nearly happened. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you mentioned, Sam Maximan, that lovely turn on uh, Valerie, wasn't it? And, and the rest is history. But it left us in 13th, 35 points. We are currently eight points off eight. The relegation places. It is still very tight down there, as we'll get on to. But I just want to focus on the current positives first, Andy. Um, First of all, we've got the warm-up games. I know they don't really count for anything, but then we have terrible pre-seasons and that sometimes sets how people are feeling before the season sets off. So that's a good positive, don't you think? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) You can you can try and argue about how significant they are, but if you lose preseason games, I know it's not preseason, second preseason. <laughs> Mid-season. When you lose when you lose those games, everyone has a meltdown, don't they? So it's nice just to get those under your belt to realise that the players haven't been sort of completely space jammed. They do still have football and ability and they can still kick a ball around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a term that I'm keeping. Um but yeah, I mean it nearly was a meltdown because Middlesbrough scored two. Um, and we came back and won, uh, but we did beat Hull comfortably. Uh, we also beat Newcastle United comfortably, if you're looking at it yeah. that way, because we <laughs> beat ourselves. Can we play you every week? We want to sing that to ourselves <laughs> from now on. Um, but the other thing is form is out the window. Uh, we discussed this going in, which is why it makes so much hard to predict right now. Um, but do you think that that helps or gives us a disadvantage? It's a weird one, isn't it? Because you could argue that your fans behind you help, but a lot of people will argue that sometimes fans, especially at home, can hinder you with the anxiety and no confidence on the ball. And we've certainly seen that at St James's Park the last few years. I mean, in the Bundesliga, the first sort of couple of weeks they came back, there was basically no home wins at all. Everyone was winning away from home. It was really strange. And that was when it was complete silence. It was all new. Um, so you'd like. It feels good to gift. So give your dad the one-for-all gift card this Father's Day and let him choose the gift he wants. 
With 100 plus brands to choose from and zero fees, there's no need to play the guessing game to show your appreciation. You know he'll get the gift he wants, and making his day will make your day. Gifting feels good with the One for All gift card. Available in-store and at giftcards.com. See giftcards.com for terms and conditions. I like to think forms out the window, but I, I get the feeling that after the first week of fixtures, you're going to start looking back at, you know, oh, we haven't won in seven games, we haven't won in whatever. People are just going to continue as normal, I think. Well, God help us, because we've got three home games to start off with, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. But um, the other positive, I think this is the biggest positive that I can take. Uh, the crushing blow that was Martin Dubravka uh, getting injured in that Southampton game. We were literally looking like he wasn't going to play for us again this season. Um, the blessing in disguise that was the lockdown and shutdown of football. Dubravka is now 100% fit. He's declared it himself. That's got to count for something. Uh, yeah, I mean, our best player, isn't he? Yeah, all, all um, round, yeah. yeah. I think you've got to say that he was the player of the season going into it. Even in games that we lost, he was the star man. I think it was the Palace game. Um, I was watching a bit of the highlights of the Sheffield United game. I didn't realise how good he was in that game to, to make sure that we mm. didn't concede against them and uh, were playing them first. But... Just ah, oh, incredible! I think it, was the, it was a Crystal Palace game away as well, wasn't it? When he pulled out a couple of world, like unbelievable saves off headers. Yeah. And even though he's he's making a few more mistakes than he did in his debut season, he just saves so many points for us, doesn't he? And yeah, I mean, I actually think we're in a decent position in terms of reserve keepers and things. But you always want your main man there if he's available, don't you? We've never been short of keepers, Newcastle. I'll, I'll, I'll say that we've always had someone decent, apart from Matt Sells in the sticks. <laughs> um, so that, that's good. But negatives, there's about to be a few. Um, dare I say it, takeover speculation is still ongoing. It's lasted the entirety of lockdown. Uh, we're still getting new bits and bobs. We're looking like we're heading towards the end of it. Do you think that's going to have any effect on things? Well, you don't know, do you? Because you've got no idea what information's seeping through with the players and with Bruce and things like that. <laughs> Bruce has got to be thinking, you know, this is his last chance to secure the job if the takeover happens. I mean, the only positive really is that it looks like we might be having takeover cans outside or in a pub when yeah. we were all thinking, oh, typical that the takeover's going to go through and we can't leave the house. That might actually not be the case now. So that, Newcastle have managed to get through an entire pandemic worrying about the pubs not being opened, only for the pubs <laughs> to eventually reopen again when it does get confirmed, if it does. But um, the other thing is we are not safe yet. We're comfortable, and I think that Southampton game did a lot for us, but we're not safe yet, are we? No, I mean, I, I thought we were relatively safe until you look at the table and you think you are just a couple of losses away. A lot of the teams around us have got hard games, um, but, yeah, it is still Newcastle, isn't it? And it would be so Newcastle if we became the richest club in the world ten times over, and then we went down to the Championship in the same year. But not a bad position up. to be in, I guess, if you are going down. Well, the cha- I mean, the Championship would be a laugh, wouldn't it, with Mbappe and Neymar? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, it's God. it's uh, we're definitely not safe. I'd, I'd be very surprised now if we went down, um, based on the other teams in the bottom three. Um, but yeah, there's always that risk, so you you don't want to go on a rut at the first these first five games back. The good thing is the pressure's off a little bit, but um, the other problem is no crowds in stadiums. I know that you say it might be a bit of a blessing for us at home. But it's certainly going to impact um, on one of the games that we'll get to. But do, do you think that's a massive blow for us or do you think it's just going to be quite nice to see the ability? Well, it's going to be a bit strange because it'll be like watching a training game at first and I'm interested to see what sort of fake chance they play through our stadium. 
because I feel like if it was an away game, I don't know, if, like, it would be a lot more. Dif- it would be a lot different to what the sort of things we sing, sing at home. So it's yeah, a bit of an odd one, isn't it? But I like the idea that there's like a, there's like an old Shola Ramiobi chant stuck in there, or the the Denver's <laughs> yeah. scored it, how many since Ramadan fans. just like pops up now and then. <laughs> Pete Lovenkrans, yeah. yes. <laughs> but there's, there's someone, but the, I guess it depends on your mentality, doesn't it? Someone like Matt Ritchie, yeah, anticipate he just lives off every single sound he hears in the stadium, whereas someone like Joe Linton or whatever might, you know. Um, they might prefer just to be in a bit more of a serene surrounding. Um, uh, we don't know, do we? We'll get to see. Thing. This, this is the. I think this is the the wonder of what it's going to be like without fans. Obviously, it's it's terrible for the game um, and the atmosphere. But Matt Ritchie's an interesting one because. I'm sure that he just like he's angry in his sleep. I think he's just yeah. he's like he's like oh I woke up at eight a.m. ah he's like smashing well, the probably, alarm clock. You know, listening to heavy metal music through some <laughs> AirPods like at all times during a game. To be honest, before yes. <laughs> he doesn't even listen to the crowd. He doesn't have any sound going into his ears at all, <laughs> apart from just that yeah. constant stream. Right, shall we dive in now? It. Just to avoid any mishaps like the last time we're restricting this to the next five games we've got ten games in total nine league one cup and then whatever else happens in the cup Um, but we're going to start off with the game at the end of this week hopefully you're listening before the Sheffield United game it's a home game the reverse fixture, which I mentioned, it was 2-0 away from home that madness of VAR with uh, Shelby staying switched on Sheffield United have got to be the toughest team that we've got in the league in the four games that we've got, Andy? Yeah, 100%. They were the surprise package of the season, weren't they? You kind of anticipate every other time Sheffield United have been there or thereabouts in the Premier League, they've always been sort of a Route 1 crappy football side who used to just sort of scrape around until they went down or stayed up. But this year, despite the fact they've basically got the championship squad, they're where are they? Seventh? They're fighting for Europe. Seventh in there, yeah, chasing the European places. They've also got but, Villa midweek in the, the first match back. So yeah, which they should win. Yeah, you'd think so. so. You'd, you'd think that they'll be firing straight away. Uh, I think it was the last six, six of the last seven games. Um, they actually won, so they'll be looking to obviously kick that on as long as possible. And they're just generally the sort of like a seven out of ten team in defence and attack. Nothing special, but just so consistent. So I actually think they're not going to be affected by the lockdown break too much. One thing from their point of view, which I mentioned it before we came on, is that um, Chris Wilder and Sheffield United in general, one of the only teams to complain about the five substitute rule because they've got a bit of a bare-bones squad similar to Wolves, and they didn't want this because they just think that they're going to be punished by teams who can actually bring people off the bench. So they may struggle to sustain it for a long time. I'll put it to Chris Wilder, has he seen our bench, to be fair? (laughs) That's a good point, to be fair. I wouldn't be too worried, but um, uh, Sheffield United have got the fewest conceded goals, second only to Liverpool. So that that's a big one, but they've also scored more away goals uh, than we have at home in total. Um, so it, it's going to be a difficult one, this one. The prediction that we had down uh, in the last podcast was a high score and draw. This is one of the only ones we actually got a score for. I, I think we went with 2-2 on this. Um, now that we're out of the form of it... Um, I know we were predicting things before the Southampton game. I would go so far to say that we could get a draw out of this. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I jokingly put a tweet on when the Premier League got re-announced saying it was going to be nil-nil, just because it's just going to take the wind out of all of our sails. 
with the football coming back. So I actually think that's a fair prediction. It might be cagey, um, but yeah, I think a draw is fair. I don't think we'll win it. No, I don't. I think I know we had a high scoring draw there, but like you say, with with the comeback, with us getting back into it, it is going to be a, an awfully careful game. Uh, I think mm-hmm. for a lot of them to avoid injuries and just get used to the the things that have changed now. But yeah, I, I think we can't really spend much more time on it we know how hard it is to predict any of these games so um, I mean Sheffield United are bound to do alright given the change yeah yeah we'll go, no, we'll go. No, I just mean in general I don't mean against us I know that was a resigned thing of being uh, like they're going to do alright against us but no, in terms of where will. they are I think they will I think like I said with the, the small squad they might struggle more towards the end of the season yeah. but I think now um, coming straight back into it fresh legs I think they'll just play 11 men and I don't think they'll make many changes they've pretty much had the same start 11 every single game so they'll come out and probably play exactly as they were they're going to have a change of system or anything but we don't know until we see it really Have they still got that pressure of getting Europe thanks to Man City's current ruling or is that still ongoing? Well, I think the way Wilder's looking at it is let's just have it in our own hands, get as high as we possibly can, then what will happen, happen. That's the way they're going to look at it, isn't it? Might be their only ever chance to do this. So that's def- that's what I'd be doing. OK, good. Thank, thank you, for, for Chris Wilder, if you're listening. Andy Burnham's spoken. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he would do. Um, right, we are, well, we've got another home game after that. Aston Villa. Um, that is the reverse fixture where we lost 2-0. It was in amongst our nice little run of form. It was an awful game on a Monday night. Um, I watched it in the same bar as Sean Longstaff. I asked him what he thought. He just kind of rolled his eyes and turned his nose up. I don't know if that was me asking for a photo or if it was the fact that we were watching it and it was just dreadful. Um, but Villa are 19th. They're in serious trouble. Two points off safety. Um, and they've got three games in the space of seven days in this uh, comeback run. So by then, they might be a bit knackered. Um, I know that their manager has, has said the same stuff as Wilder uh, in terms of the, the fairness of having five substitutes now. But uh, I say tough. Um, do you think Villa have yeah. got a chance of staying up? It's a very slim chance now, isn't it? I mean, they, they can't really complain in the same way Sheffield United because they've had three quarters of the season to do anything and they haven't. They probably are the worst team in the league for me. The saving grace is obviously Jack Grealish, who is class. He's the main man. He can turn a game on its head, but his head may well have t- been turned it- itself at this point. Um, he's probably well, already won Newcastle United. <laughs> Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Oh, I'd have him. I think you're great even though he doesn't wear his shin pads properly. But he, like he's he's one of those players, he's probably got five or six teams that are whispering in his ear. He probably knows he's out at the end of this season. Um, in terms of Villa themselves, they've got Sheffield United and Chelsea before us and then Wolves and Liverpool after. So if they've got a chance, it's probably against us. It's probably their last chance. So I would love to put the dagger in and end it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the one thing that I think a lot of fans really wanted against Villa, that, that feeling that we were going to do them some harm. Um We've got the home advantage. Um, I think Villa, like you say, they are the poorer side on form, um, but they've got 
got a reason to fight now. They've got a, a bit of a fresh start. They went into the lockdown on a on a 4-0 loss to Leicester, um, which happens to most teams these days, let's say. <laughs> but um, they've also scored more goals away from home uh, than we have at home. Um and our prediction on the last podcast was just another three points. We didn't say which score, but I would say that we could maybe squeeze a 2-0 out of this and do the same with them as they did to us down there. Yeah, I think 2-0, I think 2-1's fair. I just think they're going to be done at that point. I think the other thing we haven't mentioned is they they did have something else to play for because they actually got to a League Cup final, which I completely forgot about. And obviously you would oh, think Oh, yeah, that, they got there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was and so long ago, Andy. I think they brought it back to 2-1 and had a shot cleared off the line. So before the break, they obviously were pretty demoralised anyway, where they are losing the cup final. You think a lot of their players, if, if they lose those first couple of games before they play us, they've probably already given up at that point, hopefully. Well, let's hope so. Um, let's hope Henry Lansbury's somewhere to be seen. Is he still there? Ah, is he, I, have no, he's still, I have no idea. He's somewhere in our goal mouth still he's passed of, out. He's a bit of a journeyman, isn't he? So he's probably he is, all, isn't he's he? Lansbury, one of those names. Um, where, where do you think Grealish could go? You know, I know you said there's a few teams that would be sniffing around. I, obviously, I would love to have him. Um, do you think he'd fit in to the team? Yeah, I think we we don't really have anyone in the middle of the pitch who can actually pick the ball up in front of the defenders, run forward more than 10 yards with it before playing a pass or have that sort of killer instinct from midfield. Obviously, we've only really got St. Maximin for that and he just kind of lingers on the right on the left touch line. So. Wherever he likes some games, to be honest. And, yeah, and quite frankly, I'll let him... <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, as much as I love Shelby, I think Grealish offers you what Shelby does, but can also run. <laughs> right, yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, so, he just yeah. seems like a prime Everton target. Yeah, you he can sound, that, seems right? like an Everton lad that would just slot straight in there, maybe pick up the place of Sigurdsson, who's getting on now. Um, you, you can just kind of see it, and I, I don't know what it is, but Grealish would just fit right in there for some reason. Yeah, they're sort of similar sorts of clubs as well, ones that I, for some reason, just don't really like. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense for that as well. I don't think he'd go to Liverpool or City because their targets are a bit above him, but could completely see him going to Man United if, they'd, if they're if wanting to sort of splash on someone like Sancho to then follow that up with someone like Grealish with Pogba moving on, probably. You can sort of see that one happening, can't you? Yeah, and he'll be gutted about the Euros as well, come to think of it. I'm just um, yeah. thinking of the other implications. So he, he's got less to play for. He is the star man, but um, certainly a big shot window for Jack Grealish. But back to Newcastle United. We've got a 2-0 win against Villa there. Uh, that has us on four points, uh, which is pretty similar to where we were uh, last time. If we're looking at the other podcasts, that's uh, seven points. So that's technically safety. Um, Easy. Yeah. Don't bother with the rest. We've well, we, we've got a nice little break in between. Then a bit of a, a bit of a holiday in the return, um, and it's a it's a wonderful FA Cup draw uh, against the holders, Manchester City, in our first quarter final since the two thousand and four five season, where we lost to another Manchester team in the semis. Um, but yeah, off the back of that brilliant performance at West Brom, where we nearly bottled it, um, we are finally getting that FA Cup game that everyone was looking forward to on a Saturday night. Uh, it's now on a Sunday and the crowd aren't there and no one can drink in the pubs. How are we going to get through this? <laughs> so weird, this scenario, isn't it? I mean, it's live on the BBC as well. Like, when does that ever happen? I mean, I'm going to have to rely on you for the optimism here because I started... No, looking... look, Andy, there is none. <laughs> I, I have got none for this. They demolished Watford 6-0 in the last final. Um, the original fixture, I honestly thought we stood a chance, but 
I, I just think we've got no hope. I think City well, are going to be clinical with the way that they finish their season now. If they're going to get nothing out of this, they've got the FA Cup, they'll lift that with no fans, so it'll feel like they're in the Etihad. And, mm. you know, that's it. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? I mean, you never know. I mean, the one positive I was going to put on it is that City aren't, don't have this invincible vibe around them that they used to have no. for the last sort of couple of seasons. But that's only because Liverpool finally haven't bottled it. Well, shouldn't do. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> echoing now in the, in like the ears of the Anfield rap. I'll be saying yeah. that to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. But yeah, I mean, with City, they won the League Cup. They're actually, when I spoke to a City fan, he was saying they didn't want the, the season void in either because they've won a cup. They're potentially going to win the FA Cup. They've just beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. So they could actually win the Champions League. Oh, yeah. League. That happened as well. They're going to have that what? mini tournament in uh, Portugal, aren't they? Yeah, in Lisbon. Did they, did they finish off? Was that game where they beat Madrid, was that the second leg or the, the first? No, I think it... Uh... They had a second leg to go, didn't they? Because they couldn't yeah, go to Spain. Yeah, I think Spain. they only played first leg, yeah. I know I they could so. go to Spain. I'm confused now. I'm confusing myself, but yeah. Before it's we get, so, it's been so long, Emil. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's horrible. But, Sorry if we're trying to rack but, our but brains he, here. But either way, they're gonna. Guardiola doesn't stay very long at clubs, so he'll want to max his trophies out. He's not gonna faff on in the FA Cup. Six times FA Cup winners, current holders. We've obviously had a bit of joy against them recently. Got that good draw against them this year, but again, that's a draw. If that went through to extra time and penalties, we would have lost. Um, obviously, we got the win under Rafa, so we can do some damage to them. But if you just in, I feel like in the sort of training game scenario that all these games are going to be in, it's just going to. I think they'll just walk through us, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the optimist inside me is saying, "Come on, it's an FA Cup quarter final." I'm going to say we're going to lose it three-one. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I think we'll score. I'd like to think that we get there, but I think it's going to be very much um, Benfica in the Europa League. Try our hardest, but ultimately put down by the class on the opposition. Yeah, close but no cigar. I think that's fair. And I, I, you know what? I will be very happy if Newcastle go out with a push because we've teased around with the idea uh, with Oxford and West Brom so so why not go the whole hock with City as well <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean uh, what, what's your opinion of the whole uh, I don't want to win the cup thing that we, we saw a bit of oh, I don't I want to win even if it just just yeah. to say you've done it I mean it's not like none of us are going to see it it's all going to be on telly well isn't there yes. going to be like a, a certain 10,000 people allowed at Wembley or something I don't know how that'll happen but yeah, that would be a bit strange, wouldn't it? I mean, they might let us put little photo cutouts of ourselves in the stadium because they've done that in a few places. Although they tried to do that in South Korea and it didn't go very well, did it? Well, you know, I'm already <laughs> anticipating the Alan Barnes pictures and things like that that will no doubt yeah, worm their way into the crowd. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard to get excited about this game when you know you're not going. Um, it's, it's even less exciting when you know you've paid for a ticket and you're not getting the money back. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, let's move on. Back to the league. Um, presuming that we're out of the FA Cup by this point. I'm not sure when the semi-finals are, but the, the next game after that will be the 1st of July. Uh, Bournemouth. And this is the first away game. So, long trip down. Um, probably the furthest some of the players have travelled um, in lockdown. The reverse fixture was a home win. It was the 2-1 comeback of uh, Yedlin cannonballing. Oh, the Superman header. Yeah, the Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Naruto <laughs> running to the, uh, to the <laughs> yeah. goals. And then uh, Clark scoring in the second half. That's when we started to see the rise of the defenders scoring. Um, Bournemouth, though, 
are in a worse position than us. 18th, the level with West Ham and Watford in there. So real scrap going on. We've seen a bit of a steady decline this season under them. Like Eddie Howe's looks kind of run out, would you say? Yeah, Bournemouth are the team I always tip to go down every year and then they never do because they find a way of just scoring goals. And weirdly, they're a team who actually spend quite a lot of money in the transfer market and you don't realise it because they buy terrible players. But they're always there or thereabouts. Like you say, they're in the relegation zone now. They've just this year drawn a blank. Callum Wilson hasn't been scoring. Josh King hasn't been scoring. Ryan Fraser, who got something like 25 assists last season, hasn't done anything this year. So you do worry. And similar scenario to Villa, they've got Palace and Wolves before us, then Man United and Spurs after. Could easily be a similar situation where they're looking at this game at us thinking this is the chance we've got to get out of it. But, yeah, it's a tricky one, that. I think I feel like we always do quite well against Bournemouth as well. We've got a bit of a good track record down there, don't we? Um, I mean, I've, I've seen the Matt Ritchie video kicking about from the uh, the equaliser where um, <laughs> Muto went missing in the in the crowd, as, as we've seen in that video <laughs> footage since. But, um, yeah, we... for a last-minute equaliser against Bournemouth. Oh, or was it, it a winner? Was been a winner. No, it was was a draw. Matt Ritchie Ritchie scored and it was 2-2. I think it was because it was so towards the end of the game. It was one of those ones where it felt like we'd nicked it. Um, But a cracking little game. It's always a good little fixture down there. I think Perez got us a a win once when it was against the odds. But um, Bournemouth have only got four clean sheets this year. Um, Low scorers, much like we are. Um, Like you say, with the, the, the strikers aren't firing and it would be terrible if they start to find their form now because um, they've got some great strikers. But yeah, failed signings um, and things like that. I think that the the current state of Bournemouth, uh, we don't know, but back when we were predicting this, we said another win uh, that would get us to the eight-point tally. Um, obviously, this would tip us over now, but um, uh, do you stand by that? I'm not too sure. I, I feel like Bournemouth could be like a, a really boring draw. Yeah, it's got all the hallmarks of that sort of game, hasn't it? That Especially, would be my that would be my nil nil now if you're looking at KG affairs. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, that's going to come after a break, did you say, after City? So we'll all be excited for football again, and then it would make sense for that to be a terrible game. Well, I mean, it's only three days after, to be fair. But oh, is it? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, no, we've got City on the Sunday, and then I think it's Bournemouth or something on the Wednesday. Oh, one of the random sort of like six o'clock games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that happening, to be fair. I mean, both teams don't score way better defensively, so on balance you would think we could sneak it. But, yeah... You just can't predict Bournemouth. You never know enough about them, do you? I know. Every season, you just kind of forget they exist. <laughs> Let's hedge our bets with that well, one. Coming off the back of our FA Cup quarter-final 5-0 win over City, we might just turn up to Bournemouth and smash them as oh, well. Oh, the momentum that we're going to drum up after that is going to be unreal. Yeah. Um, we might lead, we might pip Sheffield United to Europe at this rate. <laughs> so, the final game that we're doing in this one, because we've split it in half here, um, the, the second half is, is far less optimistic, um, if I remember rightly from the podcast it really tailed off towards the end with those tough fixtures that we've got but this one is West Ham it's at home the away game was that Shelby Masterclass uh, where we won 3-2 another game where we we nearly bottled it but I think that the the work was done early on more defenders scoring we had that wonderful free kick from John Shaw West Ham as we mentioned there they're up against it with Bournemouth 16th but they are level with Watford uh, and Bournemouth Karen Brady was one of the ones that said she wanted this season null and void. I wonder why. 
yeah, well, I think a lot of the teams in their position were doing the same thing. I mean, the, West Ham are in this position, aren't they, where they've pumped so much money into everything and then the football hasn't followed. They're still terrible every year. So I do feel a bit sorry for them in that way because they obviously have tried, um, but they've kind of turned West Ham into a corporate entity, haven't they? But that's another thing in itself. Yeah, the reverse game, I seem to remember that was the best we played all season was that first half. We were amazing. Uh, we were quality. Um, and I think West Ham are probably, like Villa, one of the only teams I would put below us in terms of sort of football and ability and things. I just think they're, they're really bad, aren't they? They always seem like they've got so many bad apples in the squad. David Moyes is terrible. They've got oh. a really bad run coming up to us. If, you just, if, if both of us have kind of trundled our way along, it could potentially be a season clincher in terms of relegation um, if we've sort of struggled. But I, I think by then, I think we'll be safe and West Ham will probably... They'll either have clawed themselves out of it or they'll be right in there. They could go either way, couldn't they? They've only had two wins in 10 games this year. Um, I know that that feels like there was quite a, a lot of games at the start of the year, but there was, yeah, two wins there, but it was that steady decline under David Moyes since he's come in. It's quite strange to see that he went back to a club where he did nothing at all. Um, but he, he's been doing deliveries during lockdown, did you know? No, I would be so disappointed with my burger if David Moyes was the blandest burger ever, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, you want some ketchup on that? <laughs> um, I think I just threw up in my mouth thinking about it. <laughs> I loved it, it was great. Oh, yeah, no, no, I think he's been doing uh, like shopping deliveries and things like that. I mean, I'm sure he's been working for Morrison's, but that just kind of maybe there's a job for him at the end of it it's so moist it hurts uh, our prediction was 2-1 a win uh, and this would have been safety yeah. by then I think um, and I, I think I'll stand by the 2-1 victory to be honest yeah I can't argue with that either I think that's fair um, I don't know what West Ham games are like prior to meeting us but I'm just uh, thinking with the amount of games that happen in that time there's going to be a few knackered plays even well, close. Like, like with a, like, it's like what I said at the outset. A lot of the teams around us have got terrible running before us. They've got Wolves, Spurs, and Chelsea. Three games they probably shouldn't win because those three teams are all look pushing for Europe. Yeah. So you you do worry about West Ham. Do you think they'll um, go down? <sighs> no, I think there's two worst uh, teams, three worst teams than them. I think Norwich, Norwich obviously will go. Um, Norwich think, have had it, I think, in Villa from. What- it feels good to gift. So give your dad the One for All gift card this Father's Day and let him choose the gift he wants. With 100-plus brands to choose from and zero fees, there's no need to play the guessing game to show your appreciation. You know he'll get the gift he wants, and making his day will make your day. Gifting feels good with the One for All gift card. Available in-store and at giftcards.com. See giftcards.com for terms and conditions. We were talking I think before. Villa. Yeah, Bournemouth I think West Ham will just clarify it. So, as it stands? Yeah, unless I've completely misread the table and there's someone who's like 12 points adrift. No, 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 no. It. It's, it, I th- I'm pretty sure it is Bournemouth because they've got them down as 18th. Watford are, are kicking around there with West Ham. Yeah. Um, but Watford were on the up with that uh, win against Liverpool and everything else. But um, 
Yeah, I, I did like Watford's thing that um, they beat Liverpool. So if it didn't get finished, then the the team that beat the uh, the top of the table, yeah, the uh, champs. Yeah, exactly. So I'd, I'd love that to happen. Um, <laughs> Troy Deeney would be proper milking it. But um, yeah, two one. That gets us on eight points for the first four league games, uh, which isn't bad, but we're also out of the FA Cup. If we do get through the FA Cup, I don't know when the games take place, but... Um, I don't think they've decided any of that yet. Has that they? not been done think, yet? No, well, I think that, that West Ham game, they haven't even tel- like announced anything for television on that no, yet either. No, that, that, so that's when we, we lose track. Of... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just sneezing. <laughs> There we go again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even sneeze the first time. Put the mic back up and off we went. Um, maybe I'm allergic to West Ham and David Moyes. That's what seems to be happening when I was talking about it there. Uh, there we go. Uh, eight points. So what, what that leaves us on... Um, 35 out of eight. What's that? 43. 43. 43 points. So into the magic number. But because this season has been so low points, um, I think that... It could be safety by then. Yeah, I think it will be one more win, and that's probably safety, isn't it? I think 35 points probably keeps you up this year, doesn't well, that, it? That's the joy. Points. That was the joy of the Southampton game. I feel so happier, um, so much happier going into the, the, the new season, as it were, um, with that win under our belt. It just helped us massively and, and heat pressure onto the other teams, I think. Because South, Southampton are another one where they're like. Hanging yeah. on by a thread, really. Well, well, sort of eighth down, isn't it? It's just everyone's completely packed in. It's been a bit of an odd year because we haven't even mentioned, obviously we're not playing them yet, but Brighton as well. Brighton, they, yeah. They could easily get sucked in there because they're just dull. I was going to mention with West Ham, some of these bigger stadiums, it's going to be an odd sort of quote-unquote atmosphere playing in a 90,000-seat arena with no people no other sound whatsoever that could just completely throw any team it's just bizarre isn't it like i mean liverpool could lose the rest of their games because, oh, because they haven't got, they haven't got so the cop end sucking the ball in like they say like they say yeah but you just <laughs> you just don't know i mean mind you liverpool can I've you imagine that. can you imagine that liverpool didn't score anymore because of the fact that no one's there <laughs> yeah. to suck the ball in over the line but I saw that they can. Is it like a, there's a sixty percent chance they'll win the league if they don't play any more games? If they just give up now, because they need City basically have to win every single game from now on. Oh in. yeah, there was there was a huge thing that, that like they could drop nine points or something uh, at the start yeah. of the year and and still win it. So, but, but yeah, the, the point I'm trying to make, I guess, in a really roundabout way, is that you just don't know, do you? Forms out the window. You have no idea which players are going to perform, which players who usually sort of shrink under pressure are all of a sudden going to become big game players like Big Joe could become our golden boot well, this season. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna get onto. A Although it's not just... hard, is it? To get no, golden boot. no, I know. Who is top scorer at the minute? I feel like it's probably Clark or someone with like four. Clark's got a few. Shelby's Shelby, had a few. Shelby, maybe Almiron. Um, Almiron's got a few in the cup, but we're not too sure. Um, how do you think we're going to cope with the the five games in the space of two weeks? I know there's four very winnable games in there uh, against a close opposition. I personally think that we've got the best opening run that we could have asked for. Um, if you were to have yeah. one hard team, you'd pick Sheffield United or Wolves, wouldn't you? Yeah, pretty much. I think good to get that one out the way early because I think I think defensively we're not going to struggle too much with the the games because we've obviously got really deep cover in there. But I think once you get past those front three of St. Maximin, Joe and Almiron, there isn't really anyone else, is there? It's basically yeah. just Atsu. And then obviously Andy Carroll's going to be fit as well, probably. What's the Gale so, situation currently? 
Well, he hasn't really been playing in the warm-ups. I saw he? his hair. It's awful. Oh, is it? It's absolutely. Oh, I like. I, I. I did not think that that's well, what it. his hair would look like long, but it's. It's like a really weird top knot. I don't know. I just don't I like think he, it. I think he's done the top knot before, hasn't he? He did, but, but few... it was really small. It was almost like Lascelles' top knot. That, that uh, wasn't even yeah. a top knot. It was kind of a back knot. But um, Gail's... Oh, it's horrible. Anyway, welcome to the top knot Anyone podcast. listening right now, go and Google. <laughs> go and Google um, Dwight Gale's <laughs> lockdown hair. It's in the, it's in the official photos from training. Um, but who, who's going to be the, the ones to shine? I know we mentioned Sam Maximan. And as mm-hmm. we spoke there... I think it became more clear that as long as he's on the pitch, the unpredictable nature of him, anything could happen, really, as we saw in Southampton. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I don't know how much Bundesliga you've watched, but I watched quite a lot when it first came back. And all that was basically happening was they were all terrible games and then the big players were just creating the moments. So, like, with Bayern Munich, it was Lewandowski doing something out of nothing. You know, it was Haaland doing something out of nothing for Dortmund, Kai Havertz and all these other players. Just, like, the one big player in the team was just doing it. So I suspect it's going to be quite similar in the Premier League where it might be cagey games, straight passes everywhere. Then you just need someone like St. Maximin to take the ball, like you did against Oxford, skin a couple of players, whack one in the top corner. What's going to happen is there's going to, be, there's going to be, like, a number of Ben Arthur-style goals where the defending's just so bad like it was for Bolton that it makes everyone think <laughs> yeah. that it's the greatest goal of all time um, yeah. it, it was one of the greatest goals of course which we remember but um, yeah the defending was terrible <laughs> and um, uh, I know we've already mentioned it but is there any threat of relegation going into the final five games after we've got through these uh, do you think we could slip back in even if we do get the, the eight points that we've predicted I think if we're, at, if we're at risk of it by the end of these five games we'll probably go down because we'll be on such a slippery slope by then, oh. you just worry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think we will be. But if if we're in a rele- if we're in the relegation zone after these five games, you'd worry that you're not going to get out of it. Yes, yeah. we have got Bruce and it's we fantastic. have got Manchester City. We've got Tottenham and Liverpool in there. So yeah. this is well, the point I, to get the points. Yeah, I don't I don't know about you. I, I don't think we will be down there. Based on what yeah. we've said there, we should be well safe by then. But there's yeah, two spaces. There's two spaces there. to go for. At a push, I think you have to say that there's only one space that's up for yeah. grabs. And I, I would like to think that we are so far away from it now um, that it won't matter. Would the cup games be detrimental in, the, in that effect if we got through and then we have these eight points and then the next five we're going to... I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to look at this when we, when we record it, but could they have an impact... Well, the only impact it's really going to have squad rotation and travel and stuff like that, isn't it? But obviously... Everyone's in the it, same boat. That, that's what helps. Yeah, the, the five sub things, the extra drink breaks, things like that. You, you suspect that a lot of the players are going to be really fit now. There won't be any fatigue. So, yeah, it probably will. But I think it's going to be the same for every club, isn't it? I mean, the last week of the season, everyone's going to be shattered, aren't they? Yeah, I, I do worry a little bit, though, because we saw over Christmas it was a nightmare scenario for, for Newcastle where everyone started... Um, Everyone became experts on injuries for Newcastle with these soft tissue um, <laughs> injuries that that never existed before Steve Bruce touched the steps at St James's Park, uh, despite having the same medical team. Um, but yeah, it was weird that though, wasn't it? It was strange. We did just Went drop from like having flies. no injuries at all under Rafa to every single player. I mean, the only one he kind of acknowledged was Saint Maximin, wasn't he? When he basically said, "Yeah, I hold my hands up. He's our best player. I've been playing him too much." You calling me a liar? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, it's been a weird season. 
<laughs> that seems like so long ago. I like it? these trigger phrases. How's the bacon? Did you say? Are you yeah. calling me a liar? That feels like five years. Can ago. we make a Bruce soundboards? We'll get Chris to get on that. But that's besides yeah, the point. That's you're that's, the radio man. <laughs> I know. I know. I've got these. I've got the like the, the buttons in front of me. I could make a Steve Bruce soundboard. It would be wonderful. Um, but yeah, bacon. Yeah. Um, who's not, who's not a, David, not a David Moyes one as well. A David Moyes bacon burger delivered to your door. Is that what it is? Um, I, I, I know we just glossed over it there, but just to go back to it, who was your... Let, let's take Sam Maximan out of the equation. Who are we going to see the best of in, in this, this close of season? Um, I'm going to say Lascelles. I think you need that leader to pull you over to the finish line. And if there's any sort of... Um, complacency settling in he's the sort of player to kick it out of yeah probably literally <laughs> mm. yeah so, no exactly yeah. him and him and Richie will be really vital um, during this bit um, I, I remembered as well Kieran Clark should be back now surely yeah I think so and it's like we said before wasn't it with the the depth in the centre back positions you, I mean we might end up playing five at the back again just to get the most out of them mm. but yeah well I mean I, I think Clark players. I think Clark has been one of the players of the season. I did a little top five video and he was one of my special mentions. If it hadn't been for the injury, he would have appeared a lot more just because he's not been really in the read. squad as much. But I think Clark's been great. He did amazing against Oxford because he set off that attack to to get to Sam Maximan eventually. Um, mm. I, I, I'm going to say Almiron. Yeah. Because I, I think well. work rate is going to be a big thing. Um over this and I know that San Maximan can provide the goods but we have seen bits where he stops and he doesn't get involved as much whereas Almiron you can count on to do those things and if we're talking about Ben Arthur style goals I'd go so far to say that Almiron could run rings around some of these players that aren't going to be fit even I imagine he's been training so hard during lockdown that he's just going to be like he's never been away yeah, he's probably fitter than he was prior to the break because yeah. he's clearly been grafting since he came over from the MLS because he's he's definitely bigger than he was when he first came over because he was skin and bone when we first signed him. Uh-huh. Um, but you, yeah, you're right. He's, I mean, he did break the curse, didn't he? And he, he has been scoring. So oh, it's been wonderful. Um, confidence he, he was on a right roll with our... I mean, in a way, Almiron's the reason we are so far in the FA Cup because um, mm-hmm. he got us the goals in the first place. I know that Sam Maximan's been the, the key man in some of them, but, yeah, it, it's really hard to say. I mean, Dubravka as well, special mention to him. He's back, so... Can we have a special mention for Joe as well? Because Joe this Lynn, is such a big opportunity for him to Yeah, yeah he's got a goal. He, He's got all the pressure off him, I think... He's had a, a good little mid-season bit. Um, whether he meant to score them, whether he meant to do the turns or not, the ball goes in the back of the net, just like it would for Alan Shearer. We we don't take one of his goals off because he didn't mean to do a certain flick or anything. So mm-hmm. it all counts. I well, let, let's just hope that something happened. Yeah, I, I just think <laughs> I just think you know. I, I mean, I don't know why I've randomly gone to Joe, but I was just thinking about it because I thought. He's, he's obviously had a really rough first season. He's had time to sit at home and reflect, and I think he went home for a little bit, didn't he? And Yeah, I saw some holiday photos. I wonder if yeah. he managed that, but still. Yeah, I don't really get that either, but you know, <laughs> he's seen the ball hit the back of the net in these pre-season games. He's almost got a fresh start, a little sort of mini-season for himself, and it's almost like a sort of extended pre-season for next year. I'm just really hoping he can prove that he can... Not obviously he's not going to come set the world on fire but if he can just show that he is a decent footballer I think that'll go a long way for next season 
I, I did I did a quiz the other day that kind of covered one season wonders, and it would be amazing if Joe Linton had his sweet patch during these next few games and and just set the league alight, as you say. I can't see it, but um, no, I'm just, I, I'm just I will I will root for him till the end of my days as long as he's in a black and white shirt like every other player which we should be doing because the job's not done yet and I, I think that brings us to a close Andy um, we've got the first five done there's another five to go there will be league games there might be a few extra cup games uh, in there um, there's going to be previews with the all smiling faces lads um, there's probably going to be more breakdowns of, of all sorts of documentation uh, as we enter the end game of the takeover thing um, I can't believe I'm still talking about that but we are um, Reese and Shell will probably be looking at things and um, Andy have you got any oasis coming up? Yeah I'm going to try and speak to a Chef United fan after they play midweek Right, so it gives us a bit more to talk about but yeah probably the same blog as last time um, yeah should be a good one Yeah well there's loads I of stuff off. coming and uh, thank you as always for supporting uh, the Gallagher Shots channel during this we're small we don't have a lot of money but we do have a very hard working team uh, my name's Emil uh, that's Andy Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. See you later, mate. <laughs> um, after, I'm off to go and uh, inquire about a burger from David Moyes. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.